gonna be the two step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with me to hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now and dip with it. Don't throw down. Take a sip. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. At Moneyline 97.5 is where the jam goes down. 713-780-3776. The squad is in the building. Andrew Carlson, Josh Jordan, Jerry Bo knows. Hey, we've gotten basketball, a lot of talk out there. If you want to bring it back up, you got an hour to get your, your to voice your opinion. If you want to talk some football, if you want to talk the clowny deal, hey, we'd love to hear it. Do you think that he deserves that big money? Do you want to see him? Do you want this to see the Texans lock him down long term? Or do you think, hey, they're playing their cards right? I want to hold off. 713-780-3776. Yeah, that'll be a tough one, man. They're in a kind of a tricky position where they need him for the next couple years. But you're going to have to pay him a lot if you want to lock him up long term and, and have that guy there after J.J.'s not here anymore. So it, it's not an easy decision. We'll see what they do. Um, you know what Twitter does is – the they rip on people. That's what happens on Twitter. There's some, some bad people out there in the Twitterverse, Jerry. What, a, what are they up to now? Because they've ruined my social media life many of times. They've had me suspended for whatever reason. What do they do this time, Josh? Oh, just a, a little fat shaming on Zion Williamson, right? They, they've been hitting him pretty, pretty hard. And uh, they had this picture of him kind of sitting back, and it does look like maybe he's, he's put on a little bit of weight, man. I'm not going to lie. Remember, we've seen this before. I remember, I think Romo, there was that picture of him where he looked kind of big. And, and we see that from time to time where maybe it's just a bad angle. Yeah, I saw you know? Amari Cooper show up looking like Queen Latifah one year. Remember, they're like, <laughs> dude, he looks big. Yeah, and, and that happens. You know, sometimes it is, and the camera really does add 15 pounds. That. That is a real thing. That's why all those guys in Hollywood are, are tiny because, you know, you got to look right on film. But he looks a little big, but, man, Twitter kind of went after him, and they were basically just using NBA players' names mixed with kind of like a food reference. So you're getting stuff like Dikembe Mugumbo. <laughs> they, they hit him with that one. I think uh, Bradley Meal. Um, I like that Calamari Stoudemire. That sounds delicious. So I love me some calamari. Uh, Detlef Shrimp. Uh, Jamal Crawfish. I think that one's pretty good. So, I mean, it's pretty Leon Poboy. How about that one? It, it, I love the ones with the Cajun theme because we all know he went to the New Orleans Pelicans. So, man, you can't, you can't hide. I mean, you're really you're in a bad spot. But you know what? They pay you millions of dollars. So uh, Chow Ming, what do we think of that one? That one's pretty good, <laughs> That's right? That's pretty good. I yeah, like that. That, that, that one's pretty creative. So... You know, you're getting paid millions of dollars. If you get fat shamed a little bit, uh, oh, well, you know, you can dry your tears with your $100 bills in your pocket. I'd, I'd take that trade. The Internet's a wild place, social yeah. media, right? Yep. But I, I like it. People are clever. They are, man. They're more clever than I give them credit for. I saw this one post not long ago, and this one guy posted a gun. And he was being serious. You know, people try to be hard, a gangster on on Twitters, right? Sure. The Twitter world. The Twitter streets. Um this guy put a gun, and then he he has his car warming up. He's like on the on the second floor of his house or wherever he's at, on, and then he's got the gun pointed at his car, and he's got the car warming up, and he's like, "I wish I wish a MF would." <laughs> and the gun looked like, 
I mean, this gun looked like from 1930. It looked like <laughs> one of those guns. People were killing them. People were like, is that the first gun you get on Call of Duty from the wall? <laughs> like people said, man, by the time you put gunpowder in that thing, they're gone with your, they're gone with your car. So again, the internet is ruthless, but I love, I love reading through comments when you see something like that. And something I saw, I guess the Twitter beef that everyone needed, Yoda boy, that's what we know him as, but He's grown up on us, and now we got to call him by his name. Mason Ramsey has been beefing with Little Nas X, also known for Old Town Road. I haven't heard that song before. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> we'll play it plenty. Old Town Road for the, all the ins and outs, Andrew, the whole way down. But he went to Twitter to just kind of troll a little bit, and he put the years 2043. I'm fully grown on my own ranch and my kids with my kids, and Little Nas X is still releasing Old Town remixes. Burn, right? Little Nas X comes back with, I'm going to tell your grandma that you was throwing up gang signs in the studio. <laughs> Get a tell on you going straight there. Mason Ramsey comes back with, don't call Columbia. Don't make me call Columbia and tell him you wasn't wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. So in between all this, Mason Ramsey also dropped this. Hold up, let me tell you. If you ain't got no giddy up, get up on my way. That is so. You know who's laughing all the way to the, the bank is Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. That that sample that that song is from was one of his. And and Nas actually, Trent Reznor's getting a cut of that because oh he, I didn't yeah I was not aware of yeah that. He, that that sample he pulled he just he sped it up a little bit and you know he did it through all the the right ways he went to Trent Reznor and you know they they worked out a deal but man Trent Reznor making money when he's not even putting out music so big ups to him. Twitter beef. Yeah, yeah. Twitter beef, Twitter man. beef at its finest. I guess if you want to get some some shine, just throw some shot at someone. I'm, I might throw a shot at you, Josh. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get some more Twitter followers. Someone else that's got Twitter beef. And I don't know why these stars do this, these superstars, but Amari Stoudemire took to Twitter, and he put, for me, I signed with the Knicks because of James Dolan. And that name doesn't sit right in the stomachs of many Knicks fans. Nope. So you better be sure someone was going to come out quick. And someone came out quick and said, of course you did. He was the only one willing to shell out $100 million on you and your weak-ass knees. <laughs> F-O-H with that brainwashed propaganda BS. You know what? I'm going to have the back of anybody that gives me $100 million. I'll tell you that. Then he jumps up in the DMs here. Amari. <laughs> Yo. Meet me in person. I want to chat with you. <laughs> the guy says, just tell me where I'm, go- I'm willing to chat. He says, meet me at the NBA PA office at 8 p.m. The guy says, I live in Seattle and my brother lives in Connecticut. We managed this account together. Don't think that's possible. Whoever posted your last post about me, meet me there at 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> this is like high school stuff, like meet me by the bike racks, but... It's pretty far to travel there. That that is a, a slight issue. But all these keyboard warriors, man, they 
They're coming for they're, him. Yeah. They're coming for him. The guy, I mean, he reassured him, hey, I live in Seattle, but I'm more than willing to talk to you, but I can't meet you in person. The guy's thinking, hey, this is a chance for me to get some shine, some clout, right? Yep. Mamari's like, keep my name out of your mouth if you can't say this in person. And basically, the guy said, I'll say whatever I post in person. I stand by it. I don't think it's unfair criticism, but I physically cannot meet you in person. Amari Stoudemire left it with, I'll see you soon. Where should we meet? I can be there next week. Don't think you can't get touched and and hide behind IG. <laughs> What's funny, too, is are you really going to put it out there on social media that you're going to beat somebody's ass and then actually go beat their ass? <laughs> like, you're going to go to jail. Don't get me wrong. I love it. It's like, hey, man, call out this troll. But, I mean, that's maybe not the, the smartest thing to do. That sounds like something maybe OJ would do, put something out on Twitter and then actually go stab somebody. That's the age we're in, though. Like, yeah. You see how many uh, followers if uh, OJ picked up so quick? Yeah. It's insane. Staying on Twitter, though, and wild statements people make. We know that Jaden Smith has been recalled for saying some wild stuff and, and Kyrie Irving talking about whether the, the earth is flat or not. Did you see what Jacoby Brissett did this week? He came out and said, if the sun is hot, how is outer space cold? <laughs> he also came out and said, which part of the pig skin is actually a football? Oh, man. What, what is going on here? Hey, Jerry, he's got another one. If I put water in a cup, do I need to wash it after? <laughs> Man, if, if I'm a GM, like, I, I don't want to hear this. This guy does not sound very smart. That, that, that's a problem. I need you to be a good decision maker, and you can't even figure out washing glasses? Now, the outer space thing, I don't, I don't know the answer to that, but... A quartz explained a couple years ago, temperature is merely a reflection of how quickly atoms are moving. And because outer space is a vacuum that's essentially void of any molecules, there's no way any significant heat can be generated. Well, there you have it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that sums it up. I've never really thought about those. The sun is hot. How can outer space be cold? But I mean, like you said, the water. I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Because... I remember Jaden Smith said, the more time you spend awake, the more time you spend asleep. <laughs> or every seven years, your body's completely replaced with entirely new cells. Just because you look the same doesn't mean you are. Man. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I saw Neil deGrasse Tyson on the Joe Rogan podcast, and they were talking about this stuff. And and Neil was just like, man, this is just tells you how terrible the education system is. That you have people that don't even, that, that actually think that the, the earth is flat. It's unbelievable. That that tells you you need to kick it up a notch with the uh, the education system that people don't really understand science at all, and they're they're grown adults. Last time I heard something like this was on Wayne's World when it said a, a sphincter <laughs> says what? Uh, what now? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Mullen on ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN975.com. Live from the ESPN 975 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. 
Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. You can tweet us, text us, 713-780-ESPN. At Carlson Radio, at Josh Jordan 975 at Jerry Bone Knows. Hey, if you miss any of the show, find us on Podcast Arena. Watch us on Twitch. Or after the show, I'll be dropping some more picks on the Bookie Busters that you can find on Sports Map. We have a message here from... Uh, Dr. Dre, I'll still call him, off 290. Uh, that's what him and uh, that's what we were talking about yesterday with Kobo's Q. Texas management is wasting JJ's career just like they did to Andre Johnson. There you, can, there you have it. A lot of fans feel that way. I mean, we, we've seen this before. So let's, uh, let's keep talking some funnies here, right? All right. I saw uh, the Madden ratings came out. What do you think about that? Four ninety nine overalls. They belong to uh, Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, DeAndre Hopkins, and Khalil Mack. I'm not going to say that he doesn't or does belong, but I didn't know Bobby Wagner was in this category. Don't, and I'm not saying yeah. he isn't the best sure. linebacker, but it's arguably. Yeah. No, he's not a, a name brand, right? He, he, people don't talk about him a lot, but he is a really good player. I'm glad to see Hopkins get a little bit of shine. I know a lot of Houston fans don't feel like you know, we get represented very well in the national media. So I, I think that's great to see Hopkins get recognized. I mean, he did go an entire season without dropping a pass. So if anybody should get a 99 rating, I think it should be him. And even further, he's 99 across the boards, 99 in catching, jumping, spectacular catch, catching traffic and release. You say, well, what about these other guys? What, like, for example, Mac, he might be 99 overall, but he's 97 in power moves, 95 pursuit, 94 tackle. So he's, he's the only one that's truly 99 across the board, and it's fantastic that he happens to be a hometown guy, right? Yeah, uh, Houston man. Texans. We get, uh, Houston. We're treated, man. We get to see it every week, all those spectacular catches. I still think the best one he had was on that, uh, the one that was called back on one of those miraculous one-hand catches he had that that didn't count because of a, a bs penalty but man we, we're, we're spoiled we really are with him a lot of people would take odell beckham and think he's the better one-handed catcher but i'm taking my boy d hop and sticking to uh video games i see here that uh the kid this kid emptied uh, his parents bank account playing fifa <laughs> so uh the, there's the ultimate teams on there and you know you open pack of, packs of cards and those are the players you get well Messi is very, very hard to get. This guy, these kids, uh, four children spent nearly 550 pounds in three weeks. Uh, the parents didn't catch it. Finally, the bill comes around. These kids are 10 years, uh, 10 years old and younger. So you just got these really young kids with, I guess, once you start the account, sometimes you leave your, your credit card information on there. You don't think about taking it off. And before you know it, he emptied your bank account. Man, that's just a different... There's always been these avenues for, for kids to spend their parents' money. Like back in the day, it would have been like long-distant calls or you know calling sex hotlines or something like that. Now it's uh, trying to get uh, messy on FIFA. <laughs> that's what you're spending $500 on. But, you know, same tactic. Kids are always going to do that kind of stuff. I wonder if... You know, back in the day, you'd get punished and have to, like, you know, work the money off. And, you know, maybe you're having to do yard work or cleaning up the house. I wonder if that's what's coming for these kids. They're having to do chores to pay that back. 
Yeah, I could. Something's got to happen. What would you? You've got kids. What if? What would you do if you see they ran up five hundred bucks on your account for FIFA? Well, my first question was, did we get messy? Because <laughs> I want to use them, you know. But after after that, then then we're gonna get down to business. Yes. <laughs> no, let's. Uh, hey, what's your favorite football movie of all time? Uh, both of you, like, if one that comes to mind, you say, man, that that movie sticks out to me as far as that's what football is. Man, that's tough. I've. It's kind of dumb, but I, I like the Water Boy with Adam Sandler. That one's pretty good. Remember the Titans. Yeah, that that touches my heart though, right? Like it, it hits a certain spot in your heart. Remember the Titans. I like the growing up. I, I'm gonna remember the Titans fans. If you gave me a, a list of top, that that'd be my top. But the program, you know, yeah, back in the good. day, remember they had to make like an alternate version because yeah. what was it? One of the guys that remember was that deal where all the players were were laying in the streets. So where like the markers are that between lanes, right? All the players were laying down on top of the the markers between lanes, and all the cars were whizzing by their heads, right? And then kids actually went out and did that. Wow, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I remember something happened. They had to put an alternate version of yeah. the movie because of that scene. But, Never uh, underestimate the dumbass factor. How high in your rankings is Varsity Blues? Man, it's one of those guilty pleasure movies. Like, I don't. The whipped cream bikini is undefeated. Like, I, I love that scene. I that still wear it yeah. on weekends. <laughs> I bet. But no, man, it's definitely up there. I don't want your life. You get your James Vanderbeek on and. It, it's still. I love this scene. I think they filmed it in Austin. I think it was at the landing strip where the strip club scene where where they go. You know, they go to the strip club and they get all drunk, and then you know the next day they had their game and they're all hung over and they they play like crap. But yeah, they filmed that in Austin, and that's one of my favorite scenes. Man. Can he play? Yeah, <laughs> the hot for teacher comes on, and they actually see their teacher start stripping. I mean, yeah, there's so many. If you yeah. really think of it, like if you really break down that movie, there's a lot of good parts in yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, they're making a remake. Really? They're, well, they're, they're, it's in the works. Right? James Vanderbeek needs the work. <laughs> Is that what's going on? No, I'm sure they'll cast somebody else. But I, I thought it was uh, interesting that they say they're they're, they're planning a, a remake of Varsity Blues. Uh, I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm At down. the time when it came out, don't get me wrong, I was in my prime of. I don't remember was it middle school or high school, but it fit. You know what I yeah. mean? It fit. But uh, I was all for it. No, me too. And I think it was. Yeah, I think it was high school because I remember, I remember you know all my buddies and us seeing it in high school, and uh, man, it, you know it's not a great movie, but it's kind of one of those guilty pleasure kind of movies. Just a lot of party scenes, and it you know it's, it's an easy watch. It was like an easy. Uh, it was like a, a a step off from uh, growing up on Porky's. <laughs> yeah, I heard AJ man. and them talking about Porky's the other day, and people were like, "What's Porky's?" And you you don't know Porky's? Dude, I, I grew up. I mean, Porky's was a big big influence in my uh childhood yeah i mean if you're a 13 year old kid and you see porkies like i grew chess hair one time yeah. watching porkies I, <laughs> everyone was like bro you didn't have that chess hair when you started this movie i said well that's what porkies will do to you i learned a lot of things that i shouldn't have known oh yeah porkies was legit man that's back when you could have a lot of full frontal nudity in a rated r movie you know <laughs> what i mean like that's that's when it would, that was pretty awesome back then like that took Fast Times at Richmond High with Phoebe Cates and like took yeah. it to the next level, man. Because man, that shower scene, like it made you like want to go to high school. Like, man, is that how high school works? You can really watch the girls shower? That's a thing. I can't wait. Yeah, I know, right? But uh then I heard somebody say, Well, Porky's is real old in their time, you know, someone else that was younger, they said American Pie, which made kind of sense yeah. because American Pie kind of 
it touched the line, right, of, of yeah. being raunchy or not, and it kind of made a lot of sense. So, yeah, I guess American Pie is the porkies of the modern day. It is. It's kind of that coming-of-age kind of movie, and, man, Shannon Elizabeth, the shaved is the expression. Like, I'll remember that scene for the rest of my life. <laughs> I can't even say yeah. about that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, going back to Varsity Blues, I'd love to see that. There's a long list of fo- football movies. We can hit the replacements also. Uh, yeah, there's so many. So. I- the replacements is kind of, I like it. Footsteps, Falco, and you know the it, cigarette smoking. Uh, yeah, ki- yeah. And John Favreau is hilarious, man, as the cop. I mean, like, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, and man, that is that is so good. And the what is the Seven Up guy? The you know that's the receiver. Man, he's funny too. You know, the foot in my ball to Clifford Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> he's, talking to, he's talking to the reporter after the game, and not a TV uh, movie. Or, uh, but uh, you remember that TV show Playmakers for a little while they yeah. had on ESPN? Yeah. That was fantastic. Remember, they took it off air because they said it was a little too realistic. The NFL got upset about it. And, and now, basically, that's just ballers. They just put it on HBO. I mean, it's the same type of thing where all the, all the players are, you know, doing drugs and steroids and partying. And it's the same kind of thing that that show was. It's just. They kind of recycled the idea. We see that a lot in Hollywood, right? They're remaking Varsity Blues and Ballers is just a different version of that show. It's, uh, I think they're running out of ideas for sure, man. Everything's getting recycled. Because Playmakers, it gets to a point where you want to, the ideas run out, and at the end of the day, people want to see reality. That's they why do. reality television is so big. And with Playmakers, remember, they, they showed you the first time that somebody used a catheter to switch urine. Yeah. Remember, he had dirty urine, and they also tackled, and this is years ago. They dealt with the domestic abuse. Remember that guy had a domestic abuse. It was one of the main guys on the show. But it's just they were ahead of their time. That show was way ahead of its time, it and it got taken off quick. They said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This can't be good for the league." No, they did, and it was it was on ESPN. So since they were partners, they had some leverage. The NFL with ESPN to be like, "Get rid of that." You know, we're partners here. You're making the league look bad. With with, with HBO, man, they can't do anything. HBO is going to do what they're going to do. And, and you talk about the uh, getting the uh, the urine change. That was in the program, also. Remember, like he, he oh, you know, yeah, he, you yeah. know when uh, what was it, Latimer or whatever, was all juiced on steroids, and he was trying to pass the test, and, and he did that thing too, where he. he he put it in his body. That's going. That's that's way worse than your Wizenator thing from the other week, Jerry. Like if you're actually physically putting somebody else's urine in your bladder. How bad do you want this job? Yeah, man, that is wow. <laughs> seems dangerous. It seems like that show always came right before the season, or they not always because the season it, it the only season it came before the season. Now it seems like. The modern day uh, playmakers is going to be hard knocks. Yeah. And speaking of hard knocks, there's one team on there that we have some predictions to make as well as the entire division. When we get back, we'll talk about the AFC West. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. You told me I would feel it what happened before it do. And you taught me I'm a product of everything I go through. And you and grandma went broke, so we would never. This is Ed Tutal Jones, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. You're listening.
listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. 11.31 in the morning, and that barbecue pit is warm now. We've no had doubt about 45 it. minutes. The charcoal's going. Your wife's in there telling you to finish mowing that yard. You got the headphones on. And you say, man, I'm, I'm hanging out with my guys, and Jerry's going to drop a pick at some point, right? Yeah, we got 30 minutes, and it's coming. I promise you that. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline97.5 is where you can find us. Go ahead and text us if you don't want to call us 713-780-ESPN. We had a little bit of fun these last few segments, so let's get serious because this is – this is serious, serious. With the owners proposing these 18 games, we know that talk's been going on. But now they're saying, we'll put a 16-game limit on the, each player, though. What in the off-brand is going on? Man, and think about it for roster, like roster-wise, right? Like now your backup quarterback is probably much <laughs> more important, right? He's going to see the field. You're not out there just collecting a paycheck for a whole season saying, oh, you know, Brady's not going yeah. to need me. You're going to play. Oh, you can he play? And, I mean, we got A.J. McCarron here in town now. Like, that would be interesting, right? Like, do you think they could squeak out a game with him playing quarterback? Like, you're better. I mean, I'm kind of a little higher on McCarron than maybe some other people, but he's no Deshaun Watson. I'll it, tell you that. Imagine what it does. Okay, let's say for a position like running back. Like, so oh, so what do you do? Do you do you take the strategy of giving your quarter, uh, running back – a lot more carries in, a, in a, a small window of games and maybe a fullback a few carries so then you don't have to use that that backup running back uh, at least in one game so then he can be because if you use the splits like you usually do, then then that backup running back's got to sit out too. So how, how many teams have got a good third? No doubt. and like, know, <laughs> it, Yeah, not many. And we're fantasy football guys, right? How do you – you already have to deal with bye weeks. Now you got to deal with – your players missing two games? Like, It'd be a headache. Yeah. No. Eli Manning is a commodity over the Giants situation. <laughs> right. You're thinking like, man, I got... Yeah. I'm handcuffing my, my quarterback. I'm going Eli Hendon. No, 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 no. Again, it's just, it's a headache. Uh, the only people I think that benefit off of this is the, is the league, I guess, right? Yeah, more games, more money. I don't see how players can uh, like this. Yes, I'm all for cutting the preseason down, yes, but... To add it like this, 18 games, and then to see some backups at some point or another, it's interesting for sure. And let's be real. We we do see this every year, right? Like, towards the end of the season, there's a lot of guys. We know this from fantasy football. You're picking up running backs that you've never heard of in your life, and you're starting them in the fantasy playoffs. Look at Damian Williams, and we're about to get to him in a minute. We're going to break down the AFC West. But we're used to this. We see a lot of backups play, but I think with – it's with the quarterbacks I think we're going to notice it the most. You know, when Andrew Luck's not in and Tom Brady's not in, that's where you're going to notice it. If it's a backup running back or, you know, a receiver or something, you're not going to notice it as much. But it's interesting, but I don't – do we like this? Are, are fans going to like it? Are you – would you want to watch A.J. McCarron knowing that Deshaun Watson's not hurt, but he just can't play that week? Are you firing on the Texans game all excited on Sunday to watch that? and? And, or do you do you sit Hopkins that same game that you sit Deshaun Watson so that they're back together? What do you think, Andrew? I think this is just the most idiotic idea ever. <laughs> I mean, are you are you, are you also carrying two punters? Are you carrying two kickers? Are you carrying two long snappers because somebody can't play for two weeks? Good point. And look, on top of this, 
what if you've got like the Arizona Cardinals who everybody's resting their quarterback against the Arizona Cardinals. All of a sudden they up 10 and 8 because they were playing backups every week. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, you're right. I, I, this other thing, I, I wanted to talk about this. Maybe we can do it for fantasy. I don't want to get into it too much. I can't remember what it's called. It's either like a vampire fantasy league or a zombie fantasy league. I can't remember what it's called. Have you heard of this, Jerry? Yeah, I've heard of them. So essentially, here's how it works, Andrew, is the whole league drafts except for one team. And then that one team fills out their roster with nothing but the free agents that didn't get drafted, okay? So one team in the league has all free agents that didn't get drafted. And then you play all the other teams as normal. You're just a normal team, but here's how it works. If you beat a team that week, you get to pick the best player off their roster, and they're now on your roster. So by the end of the year, if you pick up three or four wins, then you know, maybe you, know, you grab you know, Todd Gurley or whoever. You, know, you, you, you keep adding. And I think you'd have to set it to where like, they would have a bigger prize, I would think, if they win because the, the odds are stacked against you. But would you all want to play in a league like that? No. No? Again, now we're just doing too much, right? It, at some point, you're just doing too much. And this is, I don't think this is for the best that's a really creative idea, just as long as I'm not the person that's not having to draft anybody. Right. I'm cool with it. <laughs> How much would it suck to show up to the draft and you're just like, oh, I don't get to draft anybody. I guess <laughs> I'll just a, get drunk. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's just, and now we're throwing a lot of wrenches into this equation that don't need to be there. But again, it, it, the more that they insist on this, these 18 games and all these, I mean, I never thought we were going to see reviews on pass interferences, honestly, because, again, when this season's over, we're going to talk about a lot of instances, and it's going to be hopefully we're on the right side of them. Yeah. But it's going to be a lot of moments where we're going to get our hearts broken. No doubt about it. And speaking of which, we were talking about you know backups playing. I talked about Damian Williams of the Chiefs. Let's get into the AFC West here, and just we're going to kind of break it down from a fantasy perspective. So let's start with the Chiefs since we brought him up. I'm kind of coming around on Damian Williams. I think that what's rough is is that you haven't seen him play all that much, right? Like when he was with the Dolphins, he wasn't a full-time starter. But here's what's really great about Damian Williams. Even when he wasn't playing that much for the Dolphins, he still got 20 catches every year. I mean, just think about that. He was basically a role player, and he was still getting that many opportunities. So now you put him with the Chiefs. You know Andy Reid loves to scheme you know, little swing passes to his running back. If he can just stay healthy, because Andy Reid, that's the other reason we're talking about this. He came out this week and named him the starter. And we kind of knew that was the case anyway, right? Because he was amazing in the playoffs last year. And for that little stretch at the end of the year, you know, after Kareem Hunt was gone, he was really, really good. So he's a guy that right now you're probably having to take him, you know, maybe the third round, something like that in fantasy drafts. But He's a guy. He could finish top five if he just stays healthy. He will be a top five running back. We know what Andy Reid does with his running backs and his system over time. You know the Brian Westbrooks of the world, Jamal Charles. He always gets a lot out of that position. We'll see what happens with Tyreek Hill. I, I think I like Williams a little more if, if Hill is there for all the games. But even if he's not, they still have Sammy Watkins and, and Travis Kelsey. So and their offensive line's pretty good. And of course, you got Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to you know sneak all your safeties into the box with Mahomes throwing the ball. So Damian Williams is a guy that I really like this year. And, you know, I have a predicament. I have him in a keeper league, and I can keep three guys, and I'm trying to decide if I'm going to keep him or not. Who are the other guys that you have uh, on top of your list? I'm definitely keeping uh, Kamara, okay. and I'm definitely keeping Devontae Adams. Yeah. yeah. So I, for this third spot, here are my choices. I can, I can keep Kittle, I can keep James Conner, or I can keep Damian Williams, 
or I could keep T.Y. Hilton. This team was loaded. So I'm kind of leaning towards Damian Williams. Who are you playing with? Uh, <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was a really good – I won the championship, no surprise. I had a really good team. Um, so I'm trying to weigh that. But I'm kind of – with fantasy football these days, I think it's all about upside. And all this talk about James Conner maybe not getting as many touches this year and the Steelers kind of changing the way they, think, they do things, I'm kind of leaning towards Williams. So kind of back to the AFC West – I like him this year. I think if you can get him in the third round, I would pull the trigger on Damian Williams. He's just got to stay healthy. That's it. And then you can also grab like Carlos Hyde in the seventh or eighth round, right? I was just about to say that. You know, and then if something goes down, then then Damian Williams is your guy, and you have Carlos Hyde to back him up. So I I think that's a good strategy. So I like him. What do you think about him this year? I also, I agree. If if we go back at the track record with Andy Reid, Damian Williams will be the perfect piece for that. We saw what he can do. He was a top five running back in the last, I believe, the sample size he had yeah. from when he became a, a full-time starter and and led the, the team in carries. He gets a high volume of carries. Uh, I think everything points up for him. Lots of touchdowns, Remember too. I told you, I showed you, uh, I sent you a screenshot of a uh, a fantasy football draft that's got a lot of pros in the industry, yeah. and he went sixth. That is crazy to me. Just, so anyone listening out there and thinking, man, that sounds good, Damian Williams, there might be someone out there that's got him painted a little bit higher than you do in, in a big league with a lot of people that are pros in this industry. Damian Williams went sixth overall in the first round. I think it's a little high, but oh, yeah. uh, hey, depending on who you draft with and – People drafting in Kansas City are going to have him extra high. You know how the hometown discount comes. How about Miko Hardman? Do you think, and yes, some relies on Tyreek Hill's news, right? Some, right? But at the end of the day, even if Tyreek Hill's in, it doesn't hurt to have another stretch guy, right? And that's what he is. He's a speedster. And to beat Demarcus Robinson for the third spot in the depth chart, someone that's a kick returner, punt returner as well, I don't think that'll be very hard. So if everything plays out right, we could see Miko Hardman or even Brian Pringle come in at that third spot. But what do you think about Miko Hardman? He's kind of similar to Tyreek Hill, right? He's, he's a speed guy. And I think he's a great guy, a late-round dart throw. You know, a, a late-round flyer, you're hoping he's a bench, a bench guy for you. But if, if Tyreek Hill is suspended for the first six games of the season, he might, he might see some significant playing time. And then that – so I, I think he's a guy maybe around the ninth, tenth round. You take a shot at him and see what happens. But back to Tyreek Hill, I think he's a guy where – I believe in non-PPR leagues, I think he was the number one receiver last year. So – you know, we need to see what happens with him. But even if he is suspended, I think I might spend a fourth-round pick on Tyreek Hill. Because it'll be like, I think, a fourth a four-game suspension yeah. somewhere around yeah, there. Somewhere I saw there. they were relating to someone on the Ravens that had also kind of a dispute like that. And yeah. i say four games would be it. 12-4, and four, the Chiefs' record last season. The over-under for the year sits at over-under 105 Let's look at the defensive side of the ball before we get out of here. They got rid of uh, defensive coordinator Bob Sutton, upgraded to Steve Spagnuolo. They're not going to have to change things from a 3-4 to a 4-3. We saw them bring in, though, defensive back help, right? Yeah. Now they have uh, the Honey Badger. Now they have Frank Clark on that side of the ball. What do you think going forward on the defensive side? Because when you have an offense that scored so fast, yeah. 
it put them in predicaments. It put them in shootouts. Every single weekend, they were having to score 30-plus, which they very well could still. But I think they went ahead and reassured that side of the ball. Now they got a different system. Do you think they improve on that side of the ball? Man, that's tough. I No, I think they'll be worse because Justin uh, Houston went out the door. D4. Remember, uh, Eric Berry, that's who Honey Badger's replacing. He's not even in addition to. So I think they're going to really struggle on defense. So I think that's good for their offensive players. I think that's good for Mahomes. I think that's good for Williams. And and the other guy, Sammy Watkins, we need to talk about him a little bit too. You know, he could be a guy that he's going to be the number one guy for several weeks. You know, if, uh, if if Hill is, in fact, suspended. So I think their defense is, is going to be bad, and they're going to have to throw the ball. I think Mahomes, I don't see him getting 50 touchdowns again. No. You know, maybe 40. I think but that might still make him the number one quarterback, even, you know, losing that many touchdowns. Yeah, and if Josh is correct in what he says as far as the defense not getting better, go ahead and start hitting those overs. Kansas City had the most overs in the league. 63% of the games went over last season. Number one, top in the league, if their defense didn't get better and their offense could have, right? Yeah. Let's say let's say Tyreek Hill is there, the Tyreek Hill is there the full 16 games. Hey, that offense didn't fall off. Damian Williams another year. Yeah. And Sammy Watkins, we always think of him as hurt, right? I was listening to a podcast. He's actually missed less games in his career than Odell Beckham. So I think sometimes we got to keep these things in perspective. When we get back, we'll round out the AFC West in the last segment as fast as we can. Again, we only, we're running out of time before the season starts, so we're trying to get out. People are like, why are y'all talking AFC West? I don't even care about those teams. we got to get them hammered out. Hopefully most of them during, by, the, by the mid-training camp so we can see these training camp battles. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Last segment. Let's get to this quick 713-780-3776 in case you want to get in on this last last eight, nine minutes. I'm going to drop the MLS pick real quick. No background to it. No anything. Just believe me on this. Red Bulls, New York City. I think we see goals today. Hit that over under three. I'm thinking that we see over. I'll have one more South American play. I'm going to make the people wait to the very, very end of this. And let's keep finishing this AFC West so we uh, try to get to as much as we can. Let's go Oakland Raiders real quick. All right, let's do it. Man, this is one that's it's going to be tough. We don't really know what to expect exactly. I'm, I'm not loving it, to tell you the truth. I'm, I'm not a big believer in the Gruden and the Raiders and, man, Antonio Brown. I, I did see him on Twitter doing, putting out some videos. He looks good. Uh, I'll give him that. It looks like he looks quick. He still looks fast. So I think you can expect a nice year out of him. You know, who knows what they're going to do running back as far as, you know, cutting up the carries, like who's going to get how much. I think that's going to be interesting to see. It's funny. The Broncos and the Raiders are two teams where I'm just kind of like, ew, you know, like I, I don't feel great about drafting those guys, especially with high picks, but 
you know, it's, it's something to consider. I don't know, Antonio Brown. I mean, is he – you're going to have to take him kind of high, right? Yeah, I mean, someone's in, willing yeah. to gamble. Someone's willing to gamble on him, and I'm, I'm not sure I am for where he's going to be going. Yeah, and, and it's, it's Derek Carr too, right? Like that's yeah, – I'm not a big believer in him anymore. He's really fallen off. Now, a lot of people are saying, look at Carr's stats last year. He's coming off his highest complete percentage, right? I believe it was around 67, somewhere around yeah. there. But – he didn't really have no deep targets last year. There was no one really to to throw it far to. So of course, if your completion uh, are shorter completions, then you should have a higher percentage. Yeah. But now, then you look at his average distance of pass, his completion, and it was also the highest, but it was only slightly over seven, which is pretty high for him. Yeah. Now he has Brown, which can go far. Terrell Williams, which can go yeah, far, and JJ Williams. Yeah. So they all can go far. Expect that that. Completion percentage to go down, but expect the numbers and the risk to go up as well as the interceptions. It's a trade-off that you should be willing to take, but it's a fine margin of where you go. You want to be consistent. You want to have good numbers. But then again, you want your ceiling to be higher. And I think last year it was held down. Now he has guys that can stretch the field. He has a a decent backfield. Josh Jacobs. Danian Tomlinson said he'll be rookie of the year. I'm right. Hey, I like it. I like it. The the offensive line's always been decent there. They got Trent Brown in. Yeah. They should be better. The only thing that hurts me about this team, the Raiders went one and seven straight up, two and six against the spread on the road last season, and it's not going to get any easier. They're also, they have the hard knocks distraction. How's that going to be? They play seven one o'clock Eastern kickoff games, so noon Ooh. our time. Seven of them, right? That's the most any team, team NFL team has had since two thousand two, and they play the Bears in London. Look at how they start the year: Broncos, Chiefs, at Vikings, at Colts. Versus Bears in London. That's their first five weeks. That's rough, man. That's that's not that's not great. I don't think they're going to get off to a good start. And back to the Antonio Brown thing. Here's what worries me about him: Amari Cooper. Look what he looked like with the Raiders, and then what he looked like with the Cowboys. Exactly. And I mean, and Dak is a good quarterback, but I'm not going to put him as an elite quarterback. So. Antonio Brown, we saw what he looked like with Roethlisberger. Is it going to be the opposite? You know, like he's going to turn into Amari Cooper as a Raider? Like, that's what terrifies me about him is Amari Cooper looked like one of the best receivers in the league when he went to the Cowboys. Yeah. And he was a giant nothing with the Raiders. And just to keep going through these teams just so we can get through them. And we're talking about trouble and ugly and changes at quarterbacks and or just changes. And this one happens to be at quarterback. Joe Flacco, Denver Broncos, Ugh. real quick thoughts. I know there's not too much on this positive. There's not. There's. I, I'm going to avoid the Broncos this year. Just uh, straight up, I am. You know, Philip Lindsay. Maybe I find a good value on him. Did he catch lightning in a bottle? Because we know he's not a high volume guy, right? No, I think he only had over ten carries like four times the whole season. And towards the end of the year, he he really fell off. And of course, he's coming off that wrist injury as well. So, and it's you know brand new coaching staff in there. So you know who knows if he's going to be the guy or if maybe Royce Freeman finally takes off. And, and we forget Devontae Booker caught a lot of passes last year, so he might you know eat into those targets which hurts you and emmanuel sanders i think it was december that he tore his achilles you can't expect him to be ready to go quickly vic fangio comes in takes over they get san francisco's offensive coordinator which is off the shanahan tree we cannot start calling that a tree because if you get a job with shanahan you're likely to get in your next one especially if you're young so what does that do for joe flacco coming Playing, let's say, a San Francisco type offense, which saw George Kittle, right, be, be 
premier, the premier guy there. Yeah. Now you take that to Joe Flacco, which in his career historically he's he's leaned on the tight end position, yeah. and then they drafted a tight end with the first pick they had in the first round, right? With the, with the first no round pick, yeah. So does that point all arrows to Fant having a big year? We never see tight ends that are rookies have big years. It just doesn't happen. So, but it makes a lot of sense. And now that I think about it too. Flacco had a, one of his best years, I think, when Kubiak was the offensive coordinator with the Ravens. Do you remember that? Yeah. So that's a, a similar system, you know, Shanahan and Kubiak, basically the same system. So Flacco should be pretty comfortable with the way they're doing things. And, yeah, that makes sense. They probably will lean on the tight end. Flacco's always done that. So if you're really late in your draft and you don't want to go early and get a tight end, because if you want a good tight end, you'll probably have to take them in the third round. So if you just want to wait and wait and wait, Noah, Noah Fant might be a guy that you take in you know, the 10th, 11th round and, and just hope something happens. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it. I'd take another tight end, too. I wouldn't just draft him. And to round out the division, the Chargers, we know what they are on, defensive, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. They actually got a little stronger, adding Thomas Davis. They lose Tyra Williams and Antonio Gates. They get Hunter Henry back the whole year. That's big. According to Stephen A. Smith, he played last season. <laughs> um, I think that this team it pretty much picks up where they were last year. Defensive side of the ball is still there. That's important. But did they get better offensively? The Melvin Gordon news, we haven't touched that all. Yeah, all let's ga- talk about uh, that. Yeah, so we'll end the show like that. Do you want Melvin Gordon uh, on the Texans? Do you think that that would be a, a key? Because from what I'm hearing, he's willing to hold out. That Le'Veon Bell saga left the, the taste in his mouth that quarterback needs to or running backs need to get paid. Do you think he makes this deal before training camp? We've got about a minute and a half here. Do you want to see him on one, on your team? What What's going on? Man, look, I know why he's going for his money right now, right? It makes sense. The Chargers, they have Super Bowl expectations this year, so he's trying to get paid, but he gets hurt every year. So me, I'm not – he worries me, Melvin Gordon. So he's already hurt every year, and usually when guys hold out, they come in and they pull a hammy or something. That happens all the time. And he's going in the first round in most drafts, so – Buyer beware with Melvin Gordon. I'm I'm probably not taking him in the first round. I I want to wait and see because even if he comes in, you know, two weeks late to camp, he'll, he'll probably get hurt. Yeah. So speaking of holdout, I'm not going to hold out on the last pick. Algeria, Nigeria, African Cup of Nations play the over two. I believe both teams score. Nigeria plays a wide open game. So go ahead and hit the over two. Thanks for joining us again on another Sunday. One inch, one week, let's say, closer to the NFL season. Signing off for the squad, Andrew Carlson, Josh Jordan, and your boy Jerry Bone Nose. Let's make some money. Peace. to go to visit culturemap.com to get the latest restaurant and bar news i hope you're hungry from culture map food editor eric sandler 